If you brought your Bibles, please turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'd like for us to look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. Then we'll look at Deuteronomy 28 for some selected verses. Deuteronomy chapter 30. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, Moses is given, you might say, his state of the union address. He's speaking to Israel. It's his last time that he's going to speak to them, and he makes a shocking statement. Look, if you will, at verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 30. 30. See, I've set before you this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whether thou goest to possess it. Now there was a contingent on them being blessed. The contingent was, the Lord will bless you if you keep His commands and His statutes and His laws. But if thine heart, in verse 17, turn away so that thou will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whether thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. Here's a statement. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death Blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice. And that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob to give to them. Now, according to the Scripture, particularly verse 19, a blessing is brought through obedience. A curse is brought through disobedience. And so it's what you and I do in regards to what God has said that determines if we're going to have a blessing or if we're going to have a curse. Now, according to the Word of God, there are only two Bible positions in which you can live under. You either live under a blessing from God you live under a curse from God. We can live under a blessing or under a curse. He says the choice is ours. 
And this premise also holds true for a church. It also holds true for a nation. Now, remember, Moses was speaking to the nation Israel. Just a few minutes ago, Andrea blessed her heart about our country. Song, hymn written long time ago. In times of better days, better circumstances. We sing our patriotic hymns. We sing, God bless America. And when we're doing that, we're calling on God to do what? Bless America. However, whether God speaks a blessing or a curse is directly the result of our obedience or disobedience to His divine Word. Now, for a person or a congregation or a nation to determine if they're under God's blessing or if they're under God's curse, they just need to determine if they're being obedient to the Word of God or not. And so as a person, if you're being obedient to the Word of God, you're under a blessing. If not, you're under a curse. A nation, if they're being obedient to the Word of God, then they're under a blessing. If not, they're under a curse. How you obey the Word of God determines you if you live your life under a blessing from God or a curse from God. So the question is, how has our nation been obedient to the Word of God? And I'm afraid the judgment of God is not coming to America. I'm afraid that the judgment of God is already here. And the first problem in America, my friend... It's not the economy. The first problem we have in America is God. Why is that? Because God hates sin. And God always judges sin. And America is saturated to the core with sin. Now... Deuteronomy 28 gives some certain signs that a nation is under a curse. I want us to look at those signs. We have some signs given and where we can see if we're under a curse or a blessing of God. You can jot these down. First of all, consider this morning the curse of our cities. Look at Deuteronomy 28. Look at verse 16. Well, look at verse 15. Let's take 15 to begin with. Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. It says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken, here it is, to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe, here it is, to do all of His commandments and His statutes, which I have commanded thee this day, that all... These curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. 
Cursed, verse 16, shall be, or thou be in the city. Now, let me ask you this morning, how are we doing in our cities? How are we doing in our major cities? How are we doing in Baltimore, Maryland? How are we doing in Ferguson, Missouri? How are we doing in New York? How are we doing in Washington, D.C.? How are we doing in Detroit, Michigan? How are we doing in Chicago? How are we doing in Los Angeles? Riots, burning, looting, murdering, robbery, rape, the list goes on and on. How is it in the land of the free and the home of the brave? You lock your doors at night? Are there any bars on the windows? Make sure your two buildings are locked at night. You sleep on the floor, perhaps not here yet, but many do because there may just be a drive-by. And we address this to our president and to our Congress. Does it sound like a blessing or does it sound like a curse? Our problem is not with the flag or a flag. Our problem is with God. What about our cities? Blessing? What about our economy? Look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 17. Curse shall be thy basket and thy store. Now, when he speaks of the basket and the store, he's referring to the economy. How's our economy? Blessing or curse? 1999, our National debt was about $4 trillion. 2015, it's headed toward $20 trillion. The interest rate I heard last week was a billion dollars a day interest rate on our national debt. But our politicians have ideals to get us back on the right track. And God's not even mentioned. They're planning to raise your retirement age. and That'll help. And then if you make 280000 plus, then you won't be able to draw your Social Security that you paid into Social Security. One even said that if we legalize and tax marijuana, that'll really help our tax revenue. We need to remember what God said about All gold is his, all silver is his, all gold is his, and all cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. We need to kindly figure God into our economy some way. We need to tap into him (laughs) in some way. We need to remember Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. If it shall come to pass, if you'll not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do His commandments and statutes 
which I command this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. What about our cities? Blessing or cursing. What about our economy? Blessing or curse. What about our military? Look at verse 25 in Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. You remember how Israel lost the battle of Ai simply because there was sin in the camp? Remember that? Remember how one man, remember Achan, one man took something that supposedly belonged to God and he hid it in his tent when God's instructions was not to take any of the accursed thing. And Achan takes a cloak and some gold and some silver and he hides it in his tent. And because of one man, because of one sin, the whole nation was held accountable unto God. And they went against Ai, and they were completely defeated. See, listen, the point is, sin is something that God weighs, and He will destroy a nation for. Bible says He will cause you to be smitten before your enemies. Can you name a war that America has won since World War II? You can even mention Iraq, but, you know, where are we now? Did we win? Afghanistan, where are we now? Did we win? What about Korea? Well, that's referred to as a conflict, kind of a draw. What about our families? Deuteronomy 28, verse 30. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. My goodness, marriages today are just falling apart. Record numbers. The marriage vow is under attack by the feminists, and they say marriage is nothing more than slavery, a man over a woman. The liberals, the reconstructionists, They were just successful in redefining biblical marriage to include the homosexuals. Someone has said, well, John Hagee said, he said, when the family falls, the church will fall. When the church falls, America will fall. The future of America, my friend, is going to be determined by godly parents teaching their children the Word of God and living the Word of God before them. I've shared with you many times that the church doors, whether they're open or closed, it will be determined by one generation, the next generation. We're one generation away from closing the doors on a church. That's how important it is to teach your children the Word of God and have them in God's house. So the question is, are our families blessed or are they cursed? Now, mamas and daddies, or daddies and mamas in that, in that order, really is the better order, need to pay attention to Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. It says this, 
Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign on your hand, that they may be as frontless between your eyes, and you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sittest in the house, and when you walk by the way, and when you liest down, and when you risest up. Verse 20 says, Write them on the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. Now why is that? Why is the importance? Because obeying, learning, obeying the Word of God determines if you're going to live under a blessing or a curse. It'll determine if you are, and it'll determine if your children are. So your family will be blessed by God only if they are obedient to the Word of God. So Deuteronomy 28 gives some certain signs that a nation is under the curse of God. Are our cities blessed or cursed? Is our economy blessed or cursed? Is our military blessed or cursed? Is our families blessed or cursed? Let me add one more before we quit. Let me add the curse of other nations who prosper at our expense. Look, if you will, at verse 43, Deuteronomy 28. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. True or false? Foreigners are buying America right out from under us. True or false? Buying land, buying businesses, buying real estate, buying industries, China, Japan, Mexico. You know that we're moving to a point in which we'll not be in control of our own economic destiny before long. And if any foreign government pulls the plug, that will be it economically for the United States. Blessing or curse? Brother Terry led us in prayer a few minutes ago. You say, well, what's a solution? Well, he mentioned it in his prayer. It's found in 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. Now, when you have enough, when we have enough, when God's people have enough, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want to get serious with God about your relationship with God, Second Chronicles seven fourteen simply says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and do what? I'll heal their land. And if we keep going down the tube, it's not going to be anyone's fault but ours. Because we refuse to get serious with our relationship with God. A blessing or a curse? God's Word says this. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, a blessing and a curse. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Let's bow our heads together.
This morning as we pray, just remain seated right now. We'll have an invitation in just a moment. Like for you just to remain seated. And like for you to think just about the scripture that I've shared with you. And about our country, about our nation. About you, personally. Are you, are you hearing God's word? Are you obeying God's word? Parents, are you hearing God's word? Are you obeying that word? Are you teaching it to your children? This morning, in just the quietness of our time, would you be willing to pray? Pray for our church. Pray that I as a pastor, we as a church, the body of Christ here, will be on our knees from time to time in our own personal devotion, praying for our country, asking God to reveal our secret sins, getting things right between us and God, getting things right between us and other people, praying and asking God, crying out to God, God, heal our land. Just spend just a few moments in prayer this morning before we have our invitation. Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity just to come to your throne of grace and mercy. I pray, Lord, as I lead our church family, the body of Christ here in prayer this morning, I pray that you would forgive me of my sins, cleanse my heart, I pray. There wouldn't be anything in my life that would hinder this prayer. And God, we're in a mess our country's in a mess. And we can go back and we can see where it first started as we began to just kind of ease your word out of the public square and out of the public schools. And prior to then, Lord, prior to the, the 60s, those things were intact and our country was completely different. But then as we began to remove you and remove your word and stop seeking you, and your word, and obeying you and your word, we started to receive in these different curses. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me the times that I've not been obedient to your word. And help me, I pray, Lord, to preach your word and to teach your word. And encourage this church, Lord, who you've placed me under shepherd of, Lord, to be serious about obeying your word. Help us to pray for our country, pray for our leaders, that they would see this passage of Scripture and see where you're willing to heal our land if we'd be willing to turn to you and ask you to forgive us and to cleanse us of our sins. Father, I pray for each person here this morning, for those perhaps who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life, Lord, today is a day they can be saved. And I pray you speak to their hearts today. And for Christians who are not as committed as they should be, I pray this will be a new day for them as they recommit themselves to you. Thank you for what you're going to do. And Lord, I pray that you would be with our president. I pray that you'd be with all of our leaders. Help us as people of God Help the preachers, the evangelists, the pastors, Lord, to, to uh, 
have an influence upon our government, upon decisions that are being made. Help us to be involved as we seek to turn our nation to you. Thank you for hearing our prayer this morning. Speak to us in our invitation time in Jesus' name. Amen.